live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Feminine Conversation. I'm Amy Granat, your host, founder of Strong Soft Wild, programs for feminine embodiment. I am so happy to be with you as we head in towards the end of the year. I can't believe we are at the end of 2019 and going into 2020. It just does not seem possible like this year was here. I remember thinking, you know, well, we won't, I won't age myself here, but back in high school, <laughs> how 2020 just seemed like it was so, so far away and so far off. And now here we go and rolling into this year, 2020 clear vision. Um, I'll, if you, if you aren't following wild wisdom, we, uh, Dr. Deb and I had a great conversation about 2020 clear vision. So I'll, I'll post a link to that on the modern feminine Facebook page. So you all can go and listen to that. Cause it was a really great conversation about it. It was a little heavier than we expected, but it actually ended up being really good. So if you're new to Modern Feminine Conversation, welcome. For those of you that are following me, welcome back. So I have a kind of an interesting topic today. This is something that came up in an article that I was reading um, a few weeks back um, from the New York Times. Um, it was a, mostly an interview with Jordan Peterson. If you're not familiar with him, he wrote a really good book called The 12 Rules of Life. I've, I probably listened to about half of it. Um, but he So there was this article that I started reading. And as part of my process in this new conversation, I'm reading kind of, I wanna learn what kind of everybody thinks about this topic. So whether you're somewhere in the middle, you're, you know, you're kind of towards the fringes on what the modern feminine conversation is, man or woman, I kind of want to know and understand what everybody thinks and where people are coming from, how they came to the conclusions that they've come to, why they have the belief systems that they have. Because as far as I'm concerned, everybody's viewpoint is relevant. Even if you don't agree with it, everybody does have a relevant viewpoint. And when we stop and listen to what people are saying, it allows us the opportunity, number one, to sort of check in with ourselves and see where we're at, Um, maybe challenge us a little bit to think differently doesn't mean that we're going to change our minds, but it just opens your eyes up to the way other people think. Because I, as again, I believe that everybody's points are valid. So I've been reading all of this stuff and it's interesting. I got in a conversation with a friend of mine this week because I was reading um, an article uh, more on like the further feminist side, like the current feminist side. And it was 12 different people who had, you know, different ideas about where the movement is going and what's going on now. And so I'm reading through some of these and I'm like, oh my gosh, how, what? (laughs) I was just kind of floored by some of the things that people think and the things that people believe. I'm like, where does this come from? Why do they believe this way? How do they believe this way? Which I'm sure some people feel the same way about me. Um, cause that's just how we roll. But I was, I was really kind of confused by some of it. And some of it, I just felt completely disconnected from altogether. And so I'm discussing this with a friend and explaining kind of my process that I'm going through right now, which is really looking at all sides of, of, of the conversation. So again, to maybe the far feminist movement to the far, um, masculine movement, cause there is a lot of movement on that side as well. And kind of seeing even into the fringe side where people are and, and what they're saying, because again, it all, it all means something to me. It means, it means something in how I'm going to process this information and then present it to you. Because again, it's a conversation because I don't have all the answers. I'm just wanting to present things that make us, you know, may stimulate some conversation, may stimulate some different ways of thinking. And hopefully at some point start bringing us a little bit closer together 
not necessarily in what we believe, but closer together in that we can actually have conversations without breaking down into complete anger and argument, which I think is really important because when you can have a really good, even kind of like a heated debate with somebody without getting angry and start, you know, throwing up your defenses, there's something that can shift in the people you have conversations with. So, but she was asking me as I'm reading these really far kind of fringe type ideas, if I was just, you know, how I was not just getting totally ticked off. I was like, well, that that stuff does come up absolutely you know you start to feel like what how can you think this way why do you think this way how is this even possible that somebody has this idea but everybody comes from their own experiences so you it's a matter of really getting to know a person and why they're saying what they're saying in order for you to really make an educated viewpoint. Because I'm going to, in this article, I'm taking a small excerpt from it um, to discuss today. And I wrote a blog post on it and I'll, I'll share that out as well if you'd like to kind of read through the post. But I'm taking a small excerpt from it and it was a quote that was from somebody else that was interviewed. And I'm highly aware that there was probably a broader conversation around this quote. So I'm not getting all of the information and I'm actually kind of hoping that I can reach out to the um, per- the person who made the statement and maybe even have them on the show at some point to have a conversation about it because I'm, I'm interested in why um, this is, why he feels this way. I can kind of have, I'm gonna have my own interpretation. So I'm gonna kind of give that to you today, but I'm interested why people think the way that they think and in in expanding this conversation in a way that kind of incorporates everybody's viewpoint again it's not about you agreeing with everybody but it's incorporating all these viewpoints to kind of figure out why we got to where we are and how do we find some middle ground um, to where we can co-create instead of always being always butting heads with each other so it doesn't mean agreeing that doesn't mean being in agreement that just means not fighting so this um and i'll I'll, um, put a link to the article as well so the article was called jordan peterson custodian of the patriarchy and you're gonna some of you are really gonna hate the following line so he says there's a crisis in masculinity why won't women all these wives and witches just behave so you can see why this caught my attention i'm like okay (laughs) what is this going to talk about so there's a whole bunch of stuff in this article and some of it I was completely floored by. And there's a few topics that I plan to write on in the future and I'll discuss in the future. I'm just, I cannot go there today because I still have some emotion around it. So I'm not going to go there today. But this one, there's this one um, quote in here from a gentleman, his name is Mr. RR. Um, and this is what it says. It made sense in a primordial way when he, Jordan Peterson, who he's referring to, when he breaks down Adam and Eve, the snake and the chaos. Eve made Adam self-conscious. Women make men self-conscious because they're the ultimate judge. And he felt like that was a really true statement that women are the ultimate judge. And so we create a lot of a lot of self-consciousness in, in men. And so I, I really kind of sat with this for a while because I was like, okay, what part in this is annoying me? What part is making me irritated? What part do I even maybe find where there's some truth in it? And how do I kind of break that down and start the conversation here? And it really did. I was a little annoyed at first because I was like, well, how is it our, why, you know, why is it our responsibility to make sure that someone else is not self-conscious, man or woman? So, you know, we, we have this, this discussion of the masculine and the feminine and everybody has both. So either way, how is it our responsibility to make sure that someone else is not self-conscious? For me, I believe, you know, the self-confidence and not being self-conscious really has to come from within. And so it was frustrating to me to read something like that because as a woman, I'm like, 
why should that be my role in the relationship is to care because it feels to me this is how it feels to me it feels like carrying my partner as opposed to just supporting them to truly find themselves and be themselves so it felt like this big weight to me on my shoulders and it was really uncomfortable and of course Again, I know this is only a small quote of what was said, and there's not a broader conversation in the article around what he was saying. So I would really love to actually talk to him at some point, And I plan to actually do that, see if there's a way I can reach out, even if it's just a conversation on the phone, you know, so I can kind of understand a bit more where he's coming from as opposed to just a small excerpt. So hopefully I can do that in the future. But the more I thought about it, you know, I, I do, I, I can come to a place where I can really kind of feel and understand what he was saying. Um, especially based on, you know, our current cultural approach to relationships, which there's so much confusion and there's so much frustration because everyone's jockeying for power position. You know, it's like we've seen what we call patriarchy, which is we've, you know, feel like has been in power for many, many years. And then on the flip side, we're feeling like this wants to be this matriarchy come in and women are in full control and full power. So we're coming together in the middle and butting heads and there's mass confusion and frustration because we're both trying to get in the power position. And the problem is, is that neither one of us are really supposed to be fully in the power position. There's supposed to be an ebb and flow there, in my opinion, as opposed to one always being in control and one always kind of one being dominant and one being submissive all the time. Like there's an ebb and the flow to how things work based on people's strengths and weaknesses. Um, but instead we just have it. It's so black and white. Like it has to be this way or it has to be this way. We lose the gray area. And when we lose the gray area, we lose common ground. And then that's when the divisiveness and fighting and anger and frustration starts to really pile up and that's of course not discounting all the things that we've had to kind of go through as women let's just go with women and men here on the feminine masculine just because it's easier and most men are wired masculine most women are wired feminine so you can have the opposites of course but we're going to stay there just for ease of conversation so kind of coming back to um that not being any gray area when we're really far out there you know it's it's just breeds all of this confusion and it brings more anger and we get more frustrated with each other and one wants to be in control and the other one wants to be in control and no one can really figure out who's supposed to be in control because we're not really listening to the energy we're listening to ideology and so of course, like I was saying, there's there's been a history of things that have happened, you know, from the unhealthy or what we would call the distorted masculine, which was overpowering and overbearing and domineering and oppressive. You know, that's a different energy. That's not true, healthy masculine. Um, so there's been that energy and we don't want to discount that or say that it was okay, but we also don't want to go on the flip side and say, okay, well now women just need to be hundred percent control and men need to just sit back and be quiet. Cause I've, I've seen that said. And of course that it, that doesn't work either. It's going to breed more resentment and more problems in the future. So having said that, so there's, there's this, there is a sense of judgment and this is so this is a really good example when you when you think about women judging men and thinking men are idiots or you know they're stupid or they shouldn't be in those positions what whatever the case may be whatever it is that you're feeling or thinking one of the the best um examples is just look at look at tv especially sitcoms but just look at tv and you see these men who are bumbling idiots and these, you know, super women wives who are constantly coming in and cleaning up the messes. And so it's like the men are portrayed as kind of just like immature little boys as opposed to actually being men. And this is a huge disservice to both of us. You know, it's to both of us. This is hurting men and it's hurting women. And then it's hurting our relationships and how we interact together, whether that's in a work relationship in or in a platonic relationship or in a romantic relationship. That kind of stuff hurts 
limits us. When we go into those really strong stereotypes, those things are not, that's a huge disservice to everybody. It doesn't help. You know, I recognize that there is a lot of sensitivity on this subject. Um, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of history here. And so as, as as I talk about these things, and especially about Mr. Arar's statement, I have, you know, huge compassion for, you know, and deep respect for his position because that is that is where he's coming from. This is his life experience. And it doesn't mean that I need to, that I agree with the statement. And again, I don't know the full context of it, but I do have respect for his opinion because this is based on his life experience and things that he feels like he has been exposed to. And so as I kind of go into this conversation, I'm not going to tell you the answer. This is just sharing my thoughts to kind of help stimulate some of the feelings um, around the tension. And if you're feeling that tension, you know, starting to look within and ask for the answers beyond what you've been taught your entire life. So Really quickly, if you're new to the show, I just want to give you a very, very fast overview of masculine and feminine energy. So everybody has both, just right off the bat. As I start explaining these, if you start getting ticked off thinking, well, I have that trait and I have that trait and that's not just that, you have both of the energies. So you have all of these things incorporated into you. So this is a very quick overview because I want to keep going with the main topic. So masculine energy and again, most men are wired masculine, most feminine, most fem- women are wired fem- feminine. And then you have a flip-flop there, a small percentage, and then you have a percentage that are neutral. But for, again, for our conversation, where I'm, when I talk about masculine, feminine, we're going to talk about masculine as in men, feminine as in women. Okay, so masculine energy, some of the traits are focus, leadership, organization, reason, stillness, strategy, planning, action, giving, consciousness, logic, survival, loyal, adventurous, strength, protection, confident, stability, and doing. So those are some masculine energy traits. And even if you're wired feminine, you're going to find those traits in you because you have them. Feminine energy, some of the traits here are intuition, wisdom, nurture, flow, fluid, compassion, introspection, patience, receiving, creativity, healing, expressive, emotive, flexible, gentle, love, life force, supportive, wild, and being. So those are just some of the traits. A very simple, even more simple way to put it is masculine is doing and thinking energy. Feminine is being and intuitive energy okay so that's those are like super basic ways to kind of think about it so masculine do feminine be okay so as i go back to his statement on adam and eve and you know women making men feel feel self-conscious and women kind of being you know the ultimate judge so in my conversations with women i believe i don't believe most women on the whole want to be the ultimate judge we don't want to be in this mode where we're judging our men Again, whether it's in a business relationship, platonic or romantic, you can use all of those. And I think we feel, we feel frustrated by men who don't know who they are and they're not solid in their level of masculinity, just as us, you know, I know that men also get frustrated when we're not solid in who we are. And those are our responsibilities. Now there's multiple reasons that someone would not be strong in who they are and not solid in their foundation of masculinity or femininity, um, because we're multifaceted and we have massive variations in our life experience. So there's multiple reasons that we would not be solid in who we are. And most people to some degree 
agree are not. There's self-conscious there. There's um, a lack of confidence. There's a lack of just knowing self and being connected to yourself. And that's a whole other conversation we will not get into today, but we'll do that in the future. So as women, that lack of stability um, with, with a man who is wired masculine, again, we're kind of focusing there, it makes us question him because we don't feel safe and that encourages us to step into our more into our masculine energy. And that is very, for a woman who's wired feminine, that is very exhausting. So to kind of be in that do mode all the time, and that's where a lot of us are. So that's not a judgment against y'all. Believe me, I have been there. It's something that I struggle with going back and forth in these energies and really recognizing when I go more into the masculine and how exhausted it makes me over time. So sometimes it goes really rapidly and sometimes it takes a few days for me to really recognize that I'm in this mode too much and I've got to flip back and do some exercises or some activities that get me more into that other vibe, that creative vibe, that feminine vibe, so that I can kind of snap out of it a little bit and get back on track. So it's exhausting and frustrating. When a man is secure in his masculinity, it leaves no room for judgment because he knows who he is. So we get out of our heads, which is what we're doing when we go into judgment mode. We are getting in our heads instead of leading with our hearts and that causes us to then start those things that you know that's are going to make a man feel like we're attacking or being we're judging and making him feel self-conscious you know and I believe men have the obligation now just as we have the obligation to be secure in who they are and be responsible for being solid in who they are you know having that foundation knowing self having that self-confidence in who you are and being who you are no matter what, no matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone thinks, there's a massive difference when you're around someone who has that solid thing about them. And we're all a work in process. I don't know a single person who's 100% solid there. So we all have some ebb and flow. So it's not about being perfect, but it's about having a knowing of who you are and being able to stand in that. And when you're around people like that, it almost relaxes you and gives almost gives you permission to be yourself as well. So having those people in your life is really important. So I just want to, and again, I want to throw in there that this is not about being perfect. We're human beings. So this being solid in who you are is not about perfection. It's just about knowing self and being able to be yourself in almost all situations. So the quoted statement feels to me like the, the man is asking for affirmation from the woman for her to make him secure in the masculinity. When as women, we want to show our acknowledgement of the man by surrendering into his strength. So when he's strong in the masculine, we relax into that. I mean, I can even feel my body as I said, like relax into the strength that he has. It's such a critical thing for us because we can let go. And when we let go, then our creativity, our intuition, our wisdom is in full effect, which is a powerful life-giving force. It's absolutely amazing. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And so I see it as our responsibility as women to free him to be the man in his fullness and not try to meet him face-to-face in masculinity. When we try to meet face-to-face in masculinity, we depolarize the, the relationship, again, no matter what the status of the relationship is, and it causes problems, it causes breakdown in the relationship because we're not, we're as women, we're, we're trying to, you know, come up and be the man and it's just not possible when we're wired feminine. And if we do that, it's actually going to cause more problems by allowing him to be just kind of steadfast in that role and acknowledging its value that again, it doesn't mean a role as in domination, just the role of being a man and being masculine and allowing the masculinity to be valued and appreciating what it provides to the relationship. We remove judgment and we say, I am meeting you where you are as you are. 
because the feminine does long to let go. The feminine wants to give over to flow and to chaos and feel the rapture of masculine holding her steady. Um, both chaos and stillness, so feminine and masculine, must be present for true balance. And we feel as women as though we need to meet our men in the same strength that they thrive on, like their energy thrives on. And I'm going to tell you, when you're wired feminine and you you continue to try to do that all the time, you're gonna there's going to be times when you need to bring that that masculine strength up in you for certain things. But when you're trying to meet it there all of the time instead of finding the strength within the feminine and we're going to talk about this in some future episodes what that means and how to be in it but when you try to rise up in the masculine when it's not your dominant and meet him there we have breakdown in communication we have energetic breakdown and we have frustration and again power position jockeying and neither one of us are going to win just let me tell you so when we can meet him in the strength of our softness, and I have some a really good a really good analogy for this. When we can meet him in the strength of our soft softness, he can meet meet us in the strength of his core, which is solid, grounded, and focused. When he is solid and secure in who he is, let me just you know put that in there because that does make a difference. And it doesn't mean a hundred percent. Again, we're all work in process, and we all need to give each other space and room to continue growing and be where we are right now, instead of having an expectation of us being in a position that we're not quite ready for. So the strength of our softness. So what does that mean? So the analogy that I love to give here is the strength and the softness of water. So water provides life, it carries life, it helps create life, and it sustains life in the softness of it it is gentle and nurturing by nature so that's kind of the the beautiful feminine softness side in the feminine strength it can rust and break down steel it can erode earth from mountain into river so it is both it is powerful in its destruction and yet it's very sweet and and nurturing in its life force so we tend to think of softness as being weakness and softness is anything but weak softness does not mean you do not have a voice it does not mean that you don't have the strength and fortitude to run businesses or anything that you feel called to do that does not mean i'm supporting superwomen do all the things by the way but it means that you can do whatever you're called to do and you won't be in your softness all the time but it is part of your foundation when you embrace your softness as strength, it allows you to tap into the feminine core, which is intuitive, it is wise. Yes, I know we don't prize intuitive wisdom over thinking logic wisdom, but intuitive wisdom is incredibly powerful. It's feeling, it's fluid, nurturing, and intelligent, and it makes us glow. Softness does not mean demur, quiet, or agreeable. Or agreeable. Softness means an ability to flow. An ability to flow with change that comes, an ability to flow in and out of black and white and into the gray. It The softness allows us to almost kind of manage our chaos because as women, we are chaos. Sorry, that's just part of our energy. So it's, it's just part of who we are. So it's an ability to flow because when we become rigid, we break and we crumble and we kind of dry up and fall apart. Um, and it makes us, it actually even from a physical standpoint makes us age faster. Um, when we're not, when we're so rigid, we don't sort of um, accept the softness in that side of us. So we become angry. So we, you always hear that, you know, the bitter, angry old woman. And so where part of where this is coming from, and of course there's a lot of other things because we all have our life experiences and all those things need to be taken into consideration. But an aspect of it 
often when we see a lot of anger and bitterness is a denial of the softness of the feminine and trying to be in that really strong masculine energy when it just doesn't suit us. It's not that one is better than the other because it's not. They are both equal as far as that goes. But if it doesn't suit you, it doesn't work for you and you're actually going to have physical, physiological breakdown in the body. So we lose our softness by denying our need for it as part of our wholeness. And we need it very, very desperately. So the push of the masculine for women was very needed at one point. We needed a break beyond the status quo, allow for the feminine to be begin its ascent from all the constriction that it's had. But we've also kind of tipped the scales in the other direction. And we've lost polarity again with the masculine, which is where the strength actually is. It's best for health of self, but also within our relationships, whatever format they might be in, as well as for the collective on a whole. And the ebb and the flow of these na- these opposing energy creates natural balance where we are in co-creation instead of constant competition. And the responsibility of this lies in both the hands of the masculine and the feminine. It's not just one or the other. It's in both of our hands. And we cannot force it. We cannot force the opposing energy to behave more like we want because this is just natural. It's biology. It's that yin-yang. Um, if you've ever done Qigong, this is also a really good a good exercise, and I'll 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 post um, a link to see this. So you know what I'm talking about if you've never done it. But if you've ever done the ball exercise in Qigong, basically you kind of have your hands um, about 10 to 12 inches apart, and you kind of just very softly start kind of almost kind of pulsing them towards each other, not all the way, just a little bit kind of a pulsing. And again, I'll post a video for this, but you can start to f- actually feel the energy between your hands. So here's the deal. You can start to feel like I'm, I'm doing it right now and I can feel the energy between my hands. If you, you have to have both hands doing this in a focused attention in order to feel the energy between your hands. If you take a hand away, that energy is going to disappear. If you bring it back, the energy returns. So it's the same thing in any type of relationship that you're in. Both of you have a responsibility to create the kind of energy that you want within the relationship. Again, whether it's business, platonic, or romantic, it doesn't matter. You both have a responsibility to bring a certain energy to the relationship that you want to create. Not what you have been taught, but that you want to create. Because there just is no straightforward answer here as, you know, women need to stop judging men and making them feel self-conscious. There's really a greater call for us to find personal strength and stability within ourselves so we can meet each other in wholeness as opposed to being these fractured beings looking for completion within each other. Like the worst the worst saying ever from a movie. Well, not probably not ever, but (laughs) as far as this context goes, the worst saying from a movie was the Jerry Maguire where it's like, you complete me because that puts an expectation on the other person to fulfill missing pieces that you will never be able to fulfill. And what it's going to do is it's going to create disappointment over and over and over again, because the other person just cannot cannot do that for you. That the wholeness needs to come from within you yourself. And then you come together each in your own wholeness, growing and working and developing. Cause of course no one's a hundred percent when they come together. It's not the way it works. This is the human experience, but it's our responsibility to do that. So when we do this, we allow for space in relationship, again, no matter what it is, to support each other's energetic strengths instead of exploiting and tearing each other down on the perceived weaknesses. It allows us to support and accept and appreciate the strengths of both the healthy masculine and the feminine. And when we enter a space of wanting to share in the experience of a life with 
another person, whatever the matter of the relationship is, um, rather than the need to fulfill the missing pieces for them, we actually just want to be experienced you know, share the experience. And Janelle and I talked about this on, um, I think a couple of shows ago, episode two, I think we talked about want versus need. So that's a really great place for you to go back and listen to. Um, so this is to kind of end this out and kind of like pull this together. This is not about creating utopia. This is conversation. So it's taking ownership and how we personally can improve relationships. We're choosing to be in and make the decision to meet each other where we are, as we are without judgment. Um, but instead with the intent to create this, the experience that we want to make beyond what we've been taught. So this is kind of like stripping away all the old ways of thinking, all the ways of doing things and saying, what do you want? What do you want to create for yourself? Number one, within those energies, what do you want to create within yourself? And then what do you want to create with the relationships that are in your life? Whether it's in your work environment, it's in your home environment, it's, it's with your friendships, whatever the case may be, what is it that you want to create? And when we can all take the responsibility and learn to be solid and sound in who we are, we strip the judgment out. The judgment doesn't need to be in anymore because judgment comes in when we want somebody to behave a certain way. And if we let go of needing everybody to behave a certain way, instead of instead first figuring out how we are ourselves and second, allowing them the space and realizing they've had their own life experience. This doesn't mean accepting poor behavior. It's just saying, I recognize you've had your life experience and this is who you are and how you are. And I'm going to accept you who you are and has and and as you are, and I'm going to take responsibility for myself to meet you there. And again, when we do this, we strip the judgment out of it. So hopefully I'll have the opportunity to have a conversation with Mr. RR. And if, if I am able to, I'll bring him in on the show and have a conversation because I'd really love to know a bit more about what the context was of his statement about, you know, women being the ultimate judge and men feeling self-conscious around that, because I think the responsibility is, is really truly for both of us to find that security and that self-confidence and that self-love within ourselves. Um, and then meeting the other person in that kind of energy, instead of, I need you to do this or be this for me because I am not able to do it for myself. So that's all I have for you today. I know that was a lot. Well, I'm going to have Janelle on my next show. I'm so excited to have her back. We're going to be talking about allowing intimacy. It's going to be a really, really good in-depth show. I cannot wait to have her on again. So that's going to air on Christmas day, which I think is like the perfect time for it to air out. So I love you all so much. Have a fabulous holiday. I will see you on Christmas and then back in 2020. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Bye.